now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up a bottle of Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale for $7.99. Plus, earn double O Rewards points. Help your engine run smoother and last longer with Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I am MC Money, joined by certain the creepy soccer dad. And once again, house, I cannot say his nickname on the air. Just um, just know that it is inappropriate, the name that he typed in tonight, as he always is. Uh, perhaps he'll share with it uh, on Twitter with all of you. And we welcome you back to Finsider Radio. We welcome our loyal listeners. We understand it's the dead of the season right now, but we're still averaging maintaining a consistent listener base. Um, we don't know why you listen. We don't know why you want to talk. But we do appreciate And that's all that counts at the end of the day. And as we've been saying the past few weeks, it is the absolute dead of the offseason right now. Really not much going on. If you're getting excited about training, I'm not training him, but and mini camps and all that kind of stuff, and you're getting excited about performances and players and coaches, just calm down. You know, a lot, every single team in the NFL right now looks like a Super Bowl team, according to all of their reporters, according to all the coaches. Just relax. So we're not going to focus too much on that. We're going to focus on us, and we're going to give you one hell of a show tonight, okay? And when I say we're going to give you one hell of a show, that means you're probably going to hang up on us in the next five to ten minutes because we're going to <laughs> talk about ourselves. And we will give you an insight into what we are like outside of Finsider Radio, what we do, who we are, but more importantly, how we became Dolphins fans. And this, have we ever tried to stray away from the Dolphins? If so, when? And if so, to what other team? And I think there's going to be some surprises when we talk about that. But anyway, certain the soccer dad, um, how has your been... Uh, how has your van driving been this past week? Picked up any kids? Throwing any candy out the window? How's it been? Uh, yeah, you were so ready to get that zinger out, you couldn't even figure out what to say. So um, I win this battle already because you stuttered through your through your joke there. So um, no, I was, but the, the, I was the, actually just concerned about my own kid and is getting a little nervous. Oh, okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah, because I live, you know, a couple thousand miles away or something like that, pretty close to it. But yeah, no, no. Um, I have I have four of my own, so I really I don't need any of your children. Okay, I need one of you to take some of mine. I thought that was going to be the deal. Um, we we could re- we could work out something like that. Absolutely. Okay, trade. but but yeah. The, the, All right, let's <laughs> make, make a trade. trade. What do you want to trade? What do you want to fantasy type trade? Um, let's see. Um, I don't know that we should maybe get into this conversation. This is getting into like uh, 
child yeah, trade swapping sort of thing. So oh, I thought you were going um, white swap type stuff. Well, <laughs> you know, the co-op idea is there on paper. It's out there in the world. Put it out there into the universe. So we'll see if it happens or not. But I assure you, I'll take good care of your kids, and I won't be creepy. I'll follow a curriculum. That works. And how else we know that you've been you know, getting drunk every night, basically, and and doing what you're doing? How have you been? How many times have you been sober this past week? And have have you really contributed to the world at all over the past week? I mean, I, mean, I cook food for elderly people, so I mean, that's one way to contribute. But as far as being sober, damn, well, dude, that was kind of like alcohol. alcoholics. Is this Alcoholics Anonymous? Because I'm. I don't really want to. I mean, it's, it's what? When? Tuesday. Yeah, it's Tuesday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I almost said it's Wednesday. So there, that, that pretty much sums up the, the sober thing. So I mean, I, I cook food and every now and then write articles and make Photoshop. So whether or not I'm contributing to the world, I'd say no. Okay. All right. Well, that works. All right. <laughs> and I don't contribute much to the world any day of the week. And the same happened this past week. So here I am talking on Finsider Radio with over 1,000 people listening to us this week. As they have been during the dead of the off season, we average over 3,500 during the season on a weekly basis. And we look to continue to grow that number. And we know that once you get a look into our lives tonight, you're just going to spread the word around that. You need to listen to these three guys. They're really nice guys. How many, really how like many of those people, how many of those people just hit play and then they're like, ah, screw this shit. I'm, I'm, we do have stats on that. We do have stats on that. I can look it up. Okay. I see. didn't realize that. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. I know. We. Could. I mean, right. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. The documentary. Listeners. I'm surprised that, the documentary legit. hasn't been written so far. You guys want to? You know. You guys want to start about about where we started to where we are today? I mean, that's those are some trials and tribulations right there, brothers. I mean, less than a year together, right? July, no, August will be our one-year anniversary together. And we are planning a dinner at Ruth Chris Steakhouse. And it's <laughs> going to be a great time. The, the, Finsider, the Finsider's paying for that, by the way. That, that, that's right. Uh, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, if you're listening, Kevin will understand. Kevin, if you're listening, we will charge it to the company credit card, and that is going to be it. No questions asked. All right? All right. Let's get right to business. And when I say get to business, let's get right to talking about us, all about us tonight. So the question is this. This is bad. How did we become Dolphins fans? And I'll start. And it was the year 1995, and I was a little teeny tiny nine-year-old kid. And I'm sitting in the den of my cousin's house, and he's a huge Patriots fan at the time. Unfortunately, still is a huge Patriots fan, and I don't yeah. talk to him today, today because he's a Patriots fan, and we, we, we get into a lot of fights over football season. But we were sitting there, and I, I played Madden at the time, uh, Barry Sanders. You know, I love playing with Barry Sanders, and I didn't really have a favorite team. I just played with whoever. But, but I said to my cousin one day, and he said to me, he goes, Matt, who's your favorite team? And I said, Keith, I don't have a favorite team. You know, but who should I root for? Who do you think is a good team to start rooting for? And, and he said, Matt, the Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl this year. They picked up all these great players, and this was the year that Jimmy Johnson went on a, a free agency spending spree and picked up all the former first-round picks and loading up for that one last time. 
And they said, you know, Matt, they picked up all these great players. They're supposed to make a run at the Super Bowl. You should become a Dolphins fan. And I said, okay, I'm a Dolphins fan. And ever since then, I've been a Dolphins fan. And knowing the fact that I could have been a Patriots fan and I refused to become a Patriots fan makes me feel a lot better because those people are just so freaking annoying. I can't stand them. If I was a Patriots fan, I don't know what I would do with myself. So I'm glad I didn't pick the Patriots, even though they were staring at me right in the face. Even though I live in New England, uh, in Connecticut, even though they almost moved their entire team and organization to 10 minutes from where I live, I'm still glad I'm not one of them because they are obnoxious. Although I will have to say probably about 70% of them are bandwagon fans who uh, jumped on the Patriots fan parade when they started winning the Super Bowls and Tom Brady came out and about. But that is my story. So certain the soccer dad, uh, what is your story of how you became a Dolphins fan? I mean, first of all, what a life-altering choice that was made as a young boy for you between Patriots and Dolphins. And, boy, did you choose correctly. And I unfortunately <laughs> I unfortunately went to school with a couple of math holes. And the douchebaggery is just at an all-time high with that awful. It is fan awful. population. I mean, it is just reeking with – uh, I, I, yeah, let's not even get into that. So my story starts, um, there was this guy that played for the Browns. His name was Paul Warfield, and he oh, was an Ohio State alum. Him. And he got traded to the Dolphins, so my dad started rooting for, for the Dolphins. He was kind of a lukewarm uh, NFL fan, but a huge Buckeye fan. Um, but he rooted for the Dolphins nonetheless. Um, so then I got the chance to meet Dan Marino when I was five. And that was uh, an awesome experience for a young boy like myself. And then I just, remember si- I just remember sitting on a chair one day uh, watching a Dolphins game. And Marino, Marino throws like a 30-yard dart and then turns around and yells at his own offensive lineman. I was like, who the hell does that? Like, I've never seen anybody compete so fiercely like that. And ever since then, really, my, my fanhood has just kind of grown every year because I kind of like having the me-against-the-world sort of scenario because I'm in, I'm in Ohio, so there really is no Dolphins allegiance. It's all Browns and Bengals and maybe a little bit of Steelers. So I kind of like having that. Um, me against the world mentality. I've enjoyed that ever since I was a kid too. So just being a Dolphins fan just grows every year for me. Nice. Nice. So you could have had the chance to be a Browns fan and uh, yeah. you, picked, you picked right as well. Yeah. You picked yeah, right when you consider the choices. All right. How, how about you? How did you become a Miami Dolphins fan? All right, first, and it's kind of corny, but I was born on the Super Bowl, January 25th, 1987, so I was a Super Bowl baby. <laughs> parents, didn't really give much of a sh- parents didn't really give much of a shit about football, my dad particularly. And then I remember going to first grade. I was five, like Sutton said earlier. That's kind of when he became a fan. I was five. I remember trading, I believe it was a Bernie Kosar card for an O.J. McDuffie, and I believe it was the, the colors, the logo. I don't know what it was. Knowing that Marina was great, I, I don't know what it was, but I just became a diehard Dolphins fan. Uh, I still remember one of the the worst memories that I can 
vaguely remember like it's it, I can remember this like it was yesterday when uh, Stojanovic shanked that field goal and I think it was the the game before the AFC championship or maybe it was the AFC championship game I can't remember divisional round I believe he shanked that kick and I remember throwing my stuff the football at the, <laughs> the bathroom wall and just getting down on my knees and just crying and sobbing and I think ever since then the Dolphins have just they've always been my team and I mean anyone that knows me they know that I'm a Dolphins fan I mean I don't leave the house without whether it's a hat, shoes, shirt, whatever it is, because the day I do, then I see another Dolphins fan. And I'm like, is this guy a bigger fan than me? So, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm a diehard Dolphins fan. Everyone will always associate Josh House with a Dolphins fan, and I just hope they do something and win a Super Bowl in my lifetime, or else yep. yeah, that's going to be a sad story. <laughs> that's going to be a real yeah. sad story. <laughs> that would yep. be great. That would be absolutely phenomenal. And if they ever win the Super Bowl in my lifetime, I'm not quite sure what I would do. But I think that's the beauty of it, not knowing what you would do and how you would react. So we will see. We will see. All right. So those are our stories. If you're in a live thread, tell us your story. You can also call us and tell us your story at 347-326-9461. Again, 347-326-9461. Or you can just keep it to yourself and not share anything because you're antisocial and don't want to talk to anybody. So the next question is this. Have you ever tried to stray away from the dolphin? And if so, to who? How? I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to say no. I mean, I've, there were moments when I kind of wish I grew up an Eagles fan. I, if I would have known uh, Corey Matthews on Boy Meets World was an Eagles fan, maybe my life would have been a bit different. But growing up here, I mean, I was always deprived of dolphin games. Very rarely did I get to see them on TV. And I mean, until I moved out on my own and, purchase direct tv dolphins games weren't were not easy to come by here so i mean part of me always wished i was an eagles fan but there's just no way i could ever be anything more than a dolphins fan even even marrying one i mean there's just no way and no way could i raise my kids to be an eagles fan it's, it's dolphins till till we die in the house family yep sir how about you well, you know, obviously I, I have my work cut out for me to make sure I get four, a four for four here with my four boys getting four Dolphins yeah, fans out of it. Tough, man. I, 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 yeah, I mean, it, I, I do live in Cleveland, so you'd think it's going to be an easy decision, but we're talking about, you know, five, six, ten years from now when they decide who they're going to root for. So, um, and But I was able to – to avoid that early sway, you know, I chose Dan Marino over Bernie Kosar and thank God, like we talked about earlier, thank God that I made that choice. But after that, after that initial, like once I became a Dolphins fan, I, I can honestly say I've never been even persuaded by any other team, even when we suck, you know, it's like, it's, I'm one of those people, like I, it'll be worth the effort of putting in the grind as a fan and spending those dollars and stuff <laughs> to, to end up getting to end up winning the Super Bowl, though, you know, like it's going to be worth the investment. Like I, it would just be, it would suck if I just joined a team that just won and it made it easy. Like I don't, I want a challenge, and the Dolphins give me that. <laughs> you are, but, but again, just just one quick thing. What what if I mean, and I don't want to be the Debbie Downer here, but what if we go our entire lives and we still don't see a Dolphins Super Bowl? Uh, oh man, like that's that's one of my biggest fears. I mean, you want you don't want to die alone. You want to have healthy children <laughs> that you get grow old and see. But 
if if this whole life that we were living, we were rooting for this Miami Dolphins franchise, and they just never won that big game. I mean, that that would suck. <laughs> that would absolutely suck. So are you saying when we're all 80 years old and still doing this podcast <laughs> on Tuesday evening, we still <laughs> have a football under our belts? I think we just do it, make some kind of pack and just. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. I I don't know what to say. It'd be very very sad we'd probably be listening to very sad emo music maybe something could play something on his guitar but oh man that would be <laughs> that's what hell is like if you went your whole life without seeing a dolphin super bowl that's that's a nightmare <laughs> listen if uh, i hadn't gotten married yet i'd have you both in my wedding just throwing that out there <laughs> that's all no, you wouldn't that was awful shit that was shit. Are you guys are you guys feeling uncomfortable right now after that statement? See, no, I wasn't I was sure com- what you said, and and I just w- said that's awesome because I I really didn't. I think you said maybe you'd have us in your wedding, but I I don't believe that. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Yeah, and I, I wasn't sure if you were telling the truth or being sarcastic, and I figured you're being sarcastic, so I was like, should I give him some shit, or is he actually being truthful here? And I should yeah. offer my sincerity. So, like, yeah, it gave me, like, moral pause. I wasn't sure how to approach that one. No, I was being sincere. So you all We just don't know with you. You all can <laughs> just yourself because I was trying to get uh, emotional here and get in touch with my feminine side. And you guys just ruined it. So you all can go to hell. Okay? <laughs> so we're right. not in the wedding anymore. Fair no, enough. You're not in the wedding. Nope. <laughs> okay. All right, so it's my turn, nice. right? <laughs> yeah. And I, this is really, you know, I hate to admit this, but there was a time where I tried to destroy her from the Dolphins, okay? It was, it was, it was Dave Wanstead's, uh decline after Ricky Williams. Oh, yeah. You know, Shit. it was a rough time, and we still didn't have a quarterback, right? And it was just like, are the Wait, Dolphins? We, did, we didn't have a what? A quarterback. <laughs> All right, I wasn't sure what you said there. Just to make sure. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Okay. It's and funny because I was gonna say the same thing. The Dolphins were just uh, spinning their wheels. So I'm talking to my uncle and my father. I'm like, I can't, I can't take this anymore. And I'm like 12 years old, right? Like, I can't take this anymore. This life is too hard. If I only knew what was coming 10 years later, and 12 years later, and 15 years later. But they're like, why don't you switch teams? I'm like, all right, but who am I going to like? Um, so no. I, I picked, I picked the Chargers, right? And I was okay. a Chargers fan. I was a Chargers fan for two weeks, and then I'm like, you know, I don't like the Chargers, so I switched to the Colts. And I'm like, <laughs> after after two weeks, I'm like, I don't like the Colts either. I couldn't invest myself like I was investing into the Dolphins. So after four weeks of jumping off the Dolphins bandwagon, or not really bandwagon because they kind of uh, sucked, I went back to the Dolphins. And I've been a Dolphins fan ever since. I've never swayed. And people ask me all the time, they're like, why don't you find a new team? And I said, I can't. There's just no way that I could. I've invested so much into the Dolphins throughout my yeah. life. Between yeah. travel expenses, you know, taking time off from work, buying things, uh, websites, this podcast. I don't think I could get 
as invested into another team and have that true passion for another team like I do for the Dolphins. It just wouldn't seem right. Right there with you, man. I'm the exact same philosophy. You've already put this much into it. Knowing our luck, if we jump ship, that would be exactly the precise time in which the Dolphins start to kick everyone's ass. Definitely. And it will, it, it will be the football gods just pooping in our faces, and and we especially, would deserve it, you know? We would deserve it. Especially, no, with, no, especially with Adam Gase now, right? Yeah. It looks like big things are going to happen with him. It does. Now, now, is there anything that the Dolphins uh, front office or even the team alone could do that would, like, you just be like, screw this, I'm done. Like, is there anything at this point that you could just think of that, if the Dolphins did this, you'd be like, I'm, uh, it's, I'm done. Like, you would just walk um, away. Like, say they fired Adam Gates next year. Would you just be like, F this franchise? Like, I might. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably the only thing that this team could do now. I mean, everyone's talking about the Jarvis Landry contract. I mean, if it comes out that he wants to be, the, like, a top three paid wide receiver, and for some reason the team did let him go, I mean – I'd understand that, but if you were to come out next year and just fire Adam Gase after two years after what he did this year, I mean, yeah. I I think we'd riot. That would that would be that would probably be the only thing this team could do. Yeah. Yeah. Like let's say, because let's be realistic. They got they had a lot of luck last year, right? They had you know they had a good schedule, but they didn't have an easy schedule. They didn't have a tough schedule either. So this year they're going to have a tougher schedule. There's a chance that Adam Gase might go eight and eight and not make the playoffs. And if Stephen Ross were to come out and say, Adam Gase, you're fired, that, they may, that may be idiotic for me to throw in the towel and say enough is enough. I've had it with the team. But I don't know. I don't know. That would be I'd a really to Davey. move. I'd fly to Dave and give him one of the worst wet willies he's ever had in his entire life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because he has some big ears. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, you would never do that, but that would be idiotic enough to consider it. So here's here's down, a question. Down a badass. That's that's my Here's memory. a question for you. Gun to your head, right? You have to move on from the Dolphins. Let's say they dismantled their franchise, they're done. All their players are going into the draft, okay? Uh expansion draft or whatever. They're no more. Global warming has taken the whole city of Florida underwater. All the Dolphins are there with them, gone, dead, okay? Dolphins are no more. What team would you root for? Remember, it can't be a Florida team because Florida is underwater because of global warming. And yeah, climate. you just kill the entire Dolphins organization? Like, I kill the Dolphins organization, the Buccaneers organization, uh, and the Jaguars <laughs> organization. Damn you, Al Gore. It was, it was all Al Gore. <laughs> all right? I mean, so those, for me, it'd be those easy. three are gone. Yeah, so for me, it'd be easy. Head, what team would you root for? Current coaches, okay? Current players, uh, go. Sutton, uh, you go first. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, man, I'm half tempted to say the Browns just because I live in Cleveland and uh, yeah. should probably be hometown supportive. And I, I would still have the same angle I have with the Dolphins with the heartache and you know, just it's worth the investment to stay with it. I just can't, <laughs> in my right mind, go Brown. So I'm going to go. Hmm. I'm going to have to say. 
man. I'm going to have to. Oh, man. Do you guys have anything? I'm, I'm, he doesn't I'm, really have a gun to your head. I, I mean, so, I do. Uh, I, so, so, okay, so should I just, just blurt? I'll just have, <laughs> He does not you know, have a gun I'm to your head. Hate, I'm not even. I'm not capable of shooting blanks. You know that. Um, so I, yeah. So I don't have a literal gun in my head. So I'm just going to blurt something out and try to support it. I'm going to go with the uh, Indianapolis Colts because I like the way Andrew Luck plays the game. I think they have a fairly depleted talent uh, of Roth. Wait, fairly depleted roster talent. Yeah, there's. That's what I was trying to say. And I think it would be an interesting build around Andrew Luck, and he can sling the ball. And they play inside, and they throw the ball a lot. So I think that would be some fun football. Um, second would be New Orleans. I think that would be a, a fun team to root for. Interesting. All right, how do you have one? Yeah, I mean, I grew up Central PA. I absolutely despise the Steelers. I hate their fans. I hate everything about them. Although I do like the Pittsburgh Pirates, which is – different but that's besides the point for me I'm gonna go with the Philadelphia Eagles I mean I would fit right in with that fan base I'm a dick uh Dolphins haven't won a Super Bowl in my lifetime I'd fit right in there because the Eagles have yet to win a Super Bowl for me the biggest thing was when you said uh current head coach because for me Doug Peterson I mean I like what he's doing there in Philly but I'm not sure that he's uh one of the NFL's better coaches I mean I like what he did with Andy Reid I know he's kind of one of them disciples but that was almost a deal breaker for me, but in the end, I would go with the Eagles just because they're on TV. I go to uh, get season tickets. Carson Wentz seems to be up and coming, and it would just be a fun team to watch. So for me, I, I'd go with the Philadelphia Eagles all the way. Nice, nice. And for me, it would be um, kind of the same idea where you go local. No. Don't do it. And when I say local, I don't mean the Patriots or the Jets. I'm talking about the New York Giants. And, and not necessarily because I love Ben McAdoo or Eli Manning. And obviously, they're not going to be around forever. I love oh, someone like Jack Del Rio. I love someone like Bruce Arians. I love the passion of the Broncos fans. Those would all be intriguing options for me to pick. Steelers, another team, Packers. But if I had a chance where the Dolphins organization went underwater because of climate change. And no one would yell at me for picking a new No one would yell at me for picking a really thing. You're really sticking with the little warming thing. I like it. I would go with the Giants just because they're local. I could possibly get, you know, half-season tickets or season tickets. It's only eight games. Travel the two-hour trip. Uh, tailgate. Have a great freaking time. I'll watch all the games on TV local TV and not worry about getting direct TV and all that garbage. Uh, so yeah, for me, it would be the Giants. So that's some interesting, you know, the Eagles. So we'd be rivals house. We wouldn't talk to each yeah. other anymore. So there goes our we podcast. Would go to the games, we would just and, yell and curse at each other. Yeah. And uh, certain, uh, certain would be yeah, all by. We, yeah. We won't, we won't worry about you too much over there in Cleveland. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be off in the Midwest <laughs> all by my lonesome, just like I yeah. like it. That's okay. We, we'll root for Andrew Luck because that's the AFC. All right. Uh, live, thread, live thread. Not many questions. A lot, this, the live thread went kind of uh, backwards today real quick. All it takes is one photo of uh, something. Blame and Alpha. <laughs> and it just goes off the rails. But let's hear some stories. Alpha says he became a Dolphins fan in sixth grade, 1969. He's seen it all. 
His Dolphins heart has lost some small pieces, but it's come, but has some a few big ones too. Uh, Daytona Dolphins says 69 is always good. I'm uh, not sure if he's talking about 1969 <laughs> or 69. You knew Alpha. what he was talking about. You. <laughs> <laughs> Alpha. Alpha. Perfect. Uh, Alpha says he lives in Miami three years after high school graduates. <laughs> good stuff, guys. Good stuff. All right, Sunday Matthew. How how are you? How are you able there are to convince your wife? In there. How are you, you able to convince your? How are you able to convince your wife to have a child with you? How, how I I don't understand this dynamic. He's handsome and he says quarterback. I and told her. Need. I told her that she doesn't have to work anymore and she can stay home with the child. Oh shit. Okay, yeah, yeah that that is pretty <laughs> exciting. Old. <laughs> wish wish you would have asked one of us first. <laughs> yeah, seriously, dude. I would clean. I would clean the crap out of your house, dude. Oh, I'll cook some food and, and stuff. There, are, there are actual questions in the live thread. Did, All right, what do we got know? going on? All right, Alpha asked a question. Left side of offensive line seems set with Tunsil, Asiata, and Pouncey at center. Who starts right side, and will it be good enough for this offense? I'm gonna go with Bushrod and uh, obviously Jawan James and. I think it can't be any worse than last season. So I, I see the offense improving this year. I do hope Asiata wins that left guard spot, and I, I hope Pouncey can stay healthy because that's really uh, ultimately what will decide the fate of this 2017 team, in my opinion. If Pouncey, uh, if he can be healthy and Asiata can take that step in his rookie season, I mean, J.H.I. is just going to run mad on defenses, and with all the weapons we have on offense, the Dolphins 2017 could be pretty damn scary for opposing defenses all right uh and anything else yeah we have a question about the jarvis landry contract and you know Mm -hmm. more details are going to emerge i think we still just need to take a patient approach with this and trust that the organization is going to make the best decision for us Um, but but i will put this out there again we as fans worry too much about the salary cap and stuff like that. Let the experts take care of who to pay. If the coaches say pay this guy, they're going to pay this guy. And there's always wiggle room to get people and release people and all that kind of stuff. So we don't really need to get caught up in numbers. We just need to concentrate on the fact is, is this a guy that we want to keep on our team for a long term? And I think, an overwhelming majority would say, yes, let's figure out how to make this happen. Hmm. I agree. I agree. All will get done. Don't worry. Anything else, House? Uh, One second. No, I do not see nothing. Okay. All right, let's check Twitter, see if our buddy Rob Carruth has given us anything for today. If he didn't, I'm going to be highly upset. And There it is. There it is. Caruth never never fails. All right. Uh, are there any stories out of minicamp that you'll be following in training camp, Rob? Uh, I said this at the top of the show. Not really. I, I know we have the stories. Oh, this guy looks good. That guy looks good. But for me, it's really what happens when the preseason games start playing. We've heard so many stories over the years. Every single year, this guy's good. That guy's good. And then when the pads come out and the bullets start flying in the real games and real live action, they have the deer in the headlights look. So. For me, I, I'm just taking a wait-and-see approach. I'm not getting hyped up. Obviously, there's a lot of hype about Devontae Parker, but I'm not getting excited about it until I see him healthy during the season and uh, producing on a consistent basis in the regular season. And then Rob asks again, 
On a scale of one to ten, what is your confidence level that a deal with Landry will get done? My confidence level is about a seven and a half. I do think they get a deal get done. Adam Gase has power in the organization. Adam Gase wants the deal to get done. And I think when push comes to shove, something will happen there. All right. It is the off season, so we don't have a whole ton to talk about. And we do try to keep our shows to a minimum in the off season. The only last comment on the live thread, Daytona Dolphin says uh, he his local is the Jags or the Bucks. Sorry, Daytona. Uh, again, if the if you have to switch teams, Florida's underwater. So I'm assuming you would be underwater too. So assuming you're still alive, he said he would go to the Giants. And his mom's from up. Hey, Matthew. North. Matthew. Yeah. I have some yeah. questions from Twitter um, that I could throw to you guys whenever. Oh you're ready. wow! People are people are tweeting you questions. You are big time. I know, dude. I so I I got to give a quick shout out to Dolphins Twitter. I was at like 595 followers earlier today, so I asked for some help getting up to 600. Ended up getting up to like 6:30, and <laughs> so thank you, Dolphins Twitter, for helping me go above and beyond. Um, but I have a question from Alexander Ruiz, and it's at Xander with an X three seven seven. My question is, between Mariota, Carr, and Tannehill, who had the worst injury and who is going to look most like their old self? I thought that was an interesting question. How do you want to take that one? Is it because of the Houts MD thing? You think I'm some kind of doctor? I couldn't even tell you what the other two injuries were, but I'm going to go with uh... the – What what was Winston's injury? I I know Mariota suffered a pretty brutal knee injury or – Leg injury. No, so so, so they both broke their there. leg. They both broke their leg. Uh, Mariota okay. and Carr both broke their fibula, I believe. Oh shit! Winston wasn't even in this conversation. I don't even know what I'm listening to. Okay, I'm gonna go with Carr. I I think Carr's the better. Of, oh man, people are gonna bash the shit out of me. I'm gonna think. <laughs> I think Carr's the best of the three quarterbacks listed. I I love Tannehill. I just think Derek Carr. I think he's amazing. Maybe that's the Joe Philbin in me who uh you know wanted to draft him and all, but. I like Mariota's weapons, I do, and I think, oh, man, I, I just think the Raiders, if, if Derek Carr never went down, I think the Raiders would have been that AFC Championship game. So I'm going to go with Derek Carr. I think the Raiders won't miss a beat this year, and they'll be right there in contention when the season. Absolutely. Anything else on Big Timer? Yeah, just uh, real quick, none of those injuries really scare me. Tannehill's injury doesn't scare me, and a broken bone is a lot different than – uh, getting a tendon or a ligament torn. So I'm more concerned with those ACLs, um, PCLs, MCLs, meniscus, all that kind of Achilles. Those are the types of injuries that are more devastating than a broken bone. So I think they all return to form. They all return to form. And I'll get to wear that sweet uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin knee brace too. So. <laughs> I'd love for him to do a stunner and chug a beer after throwing a touchdown pass. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, so I have one more question from Brandon Holcomb, and it says, uh, by season's end, who do you think will be our number one cornerback? I'll throw this one to you, MC Money. Ooh, that's a great question. Hmm. I I think – I think if Xavier stays healthy, it's going to be him. I I really do. I agree. You know, we got – Yeah. I know we got Tankersley in the wings, but I don't think he's going to – cornerbacks typically don't produce as well as, you know, 
as well as they would in year two or three when their rookies coming to the NFL as cornerbacks. They need a few years to develop. Um, Tony Lippett, obviously, I don't think is ready for that. I think everyone would agree with that. And Byron Maxwell is probably gone after this season. So I, I would have to say Xavier Howard for me. Absolutely. Not straight from the cornerback guru's mouth. <laughs> that is yeah. All right, so you got any Nah, that's it, I believe. All right, how's anything oh, from you? I got one from uh, at Noah on Twitter. He said, what does Ryan Tannehill have to do to become uh, a top 10 quarterback, and do you see him doing it? I think we should all take this one. So, Sutton, what are your thoughts? I'll take it first, and I think he's going to have more command over this offense, and you already see his numbers jump up after a scheme change and he admittedly didn't have the full grasp of the offense early parts of the season. So you have most of those players working together again. Um, you see a renewed commitment from Devonte Parker. And again, that's off season hype stuff. So we'll have to see what happens when players get on the field, but all the feelings are that, uh, the offense is going to continue to grow. And I think with this uh, quarterback landscape, with some of the better quarterbacks getting older in age, I think the landscape of uh, of quarterbacks is going to change really quickly. So it could will he be a top 10 quarterback this year? Maybe. I think it's a very good chance. But I think another valid question to ask the following year and the year after that, He's going to be a top 10 quarterback. I can promise you that. Okay. For me, I think it's just him about being consistent. Consistent every single week. Consistent every single quarter. Consistent every single half. And we've seen Tannehill come out in games where he's just sluggish for the first quarter, for the second quarter. Then come out firing in the third and fourth quarter. We've seen games, and the Rams game last year comes to mind, where he was sluggish the entire game except the last four minutes. Uh, it's going to take consistency from Tannehill if he wants to take it to the next level. That would be it for me. But I do think he can get there. Okay? Yep. Uh, yep. About you. I mean, yeah. For me, I think I think you touched on it right there. But I, I do think the entire offense as a whole, I mean, they came out in some of those games, and it just seemed like they weren't prepared at all. And then when they went to half, they came out, and they were entirely different teams. So, I mean, sure, most of the blame gets on Tannehill, but I think that's just as much to, to blame the rest of the offense. But for me, I think he's absolutely there. I think what it all comes down to is how he recovers from this injury. I know we all think he'll be just fine, and I truly believe he will be. But, I mean, if Tannehill can stay healthy, I think he was well on his way to being a top. Uh, I don't know. You can sit there and break down stats and game by game. I think he would have been in, what, top 12, top, top 15 at least. So he was already on his way to being up there and, pretty damn close to one of the top 10 quarterbacks in this league. I mean, game in, day out, you see the, the skills there, the the way he moves around the pocket, the way he can throw on the run. I mean, he has all the intangibles you want in a franchise quarterback. So whether or not it'll be this year, I'm not sure. But in the future, I think under, as long as Adam Gates is there, as long as Tannehill continues to get better and continues to build a repertoire with those weapons that the Dolphins have brought in. I mean, you had Julius Thomas. You got one of the NFL's best running backs in the back backfield you got Devontae Parker who's looking to have a breakout year I mean I absolutely think Ryan Tannehill could be a top 10 quarterback if not this year absolutely in the near future 
And yep. people will probably give us crap saying, oh, well, Tannehill has had all these years to really break through. But the, the fact of the matter is, we talked about this last week. When your head coach doesn't believe in you, you need to scrap those years out of the picture. When you change offensive coordinators so many times like Tannehill did and philosophies and everything else, you need to scrap that out the window. Fresh start with Adam Gase, year two going into the system. I'm not even looking at his years under Phil, but I'm not looking at his years under you know Dan Campbell with half the season under Dan Campbell. All that, to me, is nonsense now. That was a completely different team, completely different philosophy, completely different inept coaching staff. You look at yep. now, Adam Gase, year one. Yep. Adam Gase, year two. Adam Gase, year three. Okay? That's it for me. After year three, if Tannehill is not in the top ten discussion after year three, then you start saying, okay, he is yes. what he is. Right? Absolutely. He is what he Absolutely. Is. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But to say it after one season under Adam Gates where he's shown a tremendous improvement before he got injured, that's absolutely bull to uh, kind of throw him under the bus that way. So fired up there right before bedtime. Yeah, I think we all did. Woo! Yeah. If my wife wasn't pregnant, we'd have another baby tonight. It's all fired up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You mean you'd, you mean you'd start the negotiation process for like two weeks from now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to end the show on that note. What do you guys think? <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was ready. Just, you should have started playing the fight song. That was great. <laughs> All right. That, that Wait, is no, I have one more question. One more question oh, from Jason Peck on Twitter. He asked okay. if Parker has a big ear, is he trade bait? No. Why? Oh, he has a big ear. He, he absolutely keeps him. <laughs> he has a big ear. We'll stay with the Dolphins. Why, why would you do that? You think about um, it. If, I think. If, I, mean, I, I know what If DVP has a fit. Go ahead. If DVP <laughs> has a huge year, you got DVP locked up, let's say. You know, you got Jar- Jarvis locked up. You got Stills locked up. Your wide receiver core is set for the next three to five years. No need. Yeah, no need at all. I think, what Parker, I think what Parker brings to the table is different than any of the other receivers. I think he has that true number one wide receiver skill set. He's one of those guys that can just body defenders and I mean if, if he has a big season which we all expect uh, there's no way that you would dangle him in trade bait unless you're trying to get a what an, an elite player at a position of need otherwise there's no way I'm moving Devontae Parker absolutely absolutely all right that it boys yep all right that is going to be it this week on Finsider Radio for certain the creepy soccer dad and for House MD and House Stradamus and every other nickname he calls himself, I am MC Money. We'll see you next week on Insider Radio. Keeping it simple is usually a good thing. And when it comes to rewards programs, keeping it simple is always a good thing. That's why we made the Napa Rewards program effortless. All you need is your phone number to start saving on the parts and tools you need. Then we automatically give you $5 off your next purchase for every 100 you spend. So start saving today with Napa Rewards. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Hello. 
I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. <laughs>